Welcome back, mamas. Have I got a treat for you today. This is actually masterclass week because I was taking care of my son who got sick with the C to the vid and then gifted me the seed to the vid, I ended up having to smush two master classes <laughs> into one week. So today is going to be session one from our Field of Favor masterclass. It's all about purposeful prospecting and the topic I'm going to be sharing from session one of our purposeful prospecting masterclass is on what exactly is purposeful prospecting and what does that look like or what could that look like in your business? So if you want to hear the rest of the masterclass, there are two other sessions. The second session is all about creating your purposeful prospecting plan. And the third session is my friend Allie Porter and she shares all about how to convert and close with heart. It's a good one too. So if you wanna get over and check out the whole Purposeful Prospecting Masterclass, the replays of Tuesday's Lives will be up in the group until Saturday morning. And even if you're catching this at a later time, we have a masterclass every single month and we often sometimes repeat masterclasses that we've had in the past while we are also adding in new masterclasses as well to really help serve you inside of our group. So make sure you go ahead and check out the show notes for the link to join the Field of Favor Facebook group, or you can go ahead and you can search it on Facebook. Search for Field of Favor, and then the added tagline is Faith-Led Business Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs, helping you grow business God's way. You can search for it on Facebook as well, and when you answer the group questions, make sure you answer that Melody Bishop referred you. Welcome to the Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers show, where we choose to grow a successful and sustainable business from the crazy caffeine-filled comfort of home using flexible productivity strategies that simplify, optimize, and systemize our business and mom life. Hi, I'm Melody Bishop, a Jesus-loving boy mom, former teacher, turned top 1% network marketer, turned entrepreneur. I believe you can slay your day without being a slave to the hustle. If you're ready to get your time freedom back and design a life you love, you're in the right place. It's time to rise up, know your worth, and live abundantly. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Purposeful Prospecting Masterclass. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It's kind of like a tongue twister. Try and say that 10 times in a row. No, not right now. <laughs> right now you pay attention. No. <laughs> but um, my name is Melody and you can go ahead and you can check out more about me under the Meet the Instructors Guide. But I am a former music teacher turned top 1% network marketer turned entrepreneur and podcaster and best-selling author. And I am here to share with you all about purposeful prospecting. And of course, under the banner of God as our CEO, which is Holy Spirit-led business doing it God's way. We all look at prospecting in a different, from a different lens, from 
when maybe we've had a, a background where we've had some bad experiences with prospecting, maybe we've been prospected and we've had some bad experiences with that. A lot of us don't feel comfortable prospecting. So we're going to be talking about prospecting and we're going to be talking about your perspective on prospecting and how to kind of make that shift from how many of us have this relationship with prospecting that makes us feel icky or spammy or pushy or weird. And when you come from that kind of space, and believe me, judge-free zone, I've struggled with it. We've all struggled with it. We all struggle with it from time to time, okay? But when you come at it from that mindset, whether you realize it or not, people can sense that in the way that you talk to them, in the way that you interact with them, in the way that you have conversations with them or lack thereof, because usually our hangups our roadblocks, our obstacles, and and the things our mindset stands in the way of even reaching out to people in the first place, because we're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. We're afraid we're going to come across the wrong way. We're afraid we're going to be misunderstood, or we're afraid we're going to get blocked (laughs) on social media, right? So you can prospect in a purposeful, authentic, aligned, even organic in many cases way that, listen, you're still going to have people who are going to be negative Nancy's. Let's just be real. But if you come at it from a servant hearted mindset, okay, and we're going to talk about that today, and you word things differently, and your approach is a little bit different, then you don't have to worry so much about being that annoying salesperson showing up in people's DMs with a pitch, whether it's cold or just kind of out of the blue and weird. You don't have to be weird. All right. I mean, it's not bad being weird, but in this case, (laughs) you don't really want to be weird. All right. Because let's face it, it doesn't really matter what type of business you're in. You're going to have to be prospecting in your business. And it doesn't matter what kind of approach you take whether it's a more hands-on approach, whether it's a more laid back approach, depending on whatever your strategy is that works best for you, you're still gonna have to be doing prospecting. So we need to kind of get to the point where you aren't so scared or nervous or you have a better relationship with prospecting so that you can go about prospecting and not have it create anxiety and not have it stress you out and not dread it. And dare I say, be something that you might even look forward to doing. So first of all, in order to prospect purposefully, you have to know why you serve. You have to know why you serve and your why has to be a deeply rooted why. It has to be a purposeful why. Listen, there's going to be ups and downs in your business. There's going to be good days and bad days. You're going to have a conversation with somebody and they're super excited and you're like, oh, wow, this is going well. And then the next day you might have a conversation with somebody and they are, you know, they get angry and cranky with you and they're gonna be like oh my gosh I'm not good at this you're gonna have all these ups and downs in your business and what's gonna keep you moving forward day in and day out on the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship (laughs) it's a deeply rooted why so you have to know why you serve and it has to be rooted in your purpose because you have to have that bigger picture vision to motivate you and to push you through those hard 
days or those hard seasons because sometimes we go through a hard season too. There's always something to learn in those seasons. Uh, that's a training for another day, but you really need to have that deeply rooted why to keep you going when times get tough. Michelle Schaefer said, you have to learn how to discipline your disappointment. And as you go through the process and the journey and the discovery that is entrepreneurship, that is something so important for you to remember to discipline your disappointment because it's going to happen. It's how you allow it to either shape you or shake you. Oh, I just came up with that. That's really good. <laughs> it was probably God. So I can't take credit, but it's how you allow it to either shape you or shake you that will determine whether or not you are going to be a successful entrepreneur. Then you have to know who you serve. We've talked about this a lot in our last masterclass, our field of favor lead generation masterclass. So if you didn't catch that one, next time we offer it, make sure you go ahead and you check it out. You really have to narrow down your niche. You have to get really specific in who you serve and you have to really pray about it. And you have to ask God, Hey, who are you calling me out to serve? We cannot serve the whole world but we can serve our small corner of the world, the people who God is calling us to serve, our circle of influence. And if we all serve who God wants us to serve, our circle of influence, then together we can all serve the world. But we have to rise up and be obedient and step out in faith and trust and serve our circle of influence, do our part. So who do you serve? Then you have to know how you serve. You can't be like, I serve this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I help with this, I help with this, I solve this, I solve this, I solve this. Three pillars, <laughs> three pillars, three ways that you serve, and they all have to be under some sort of an umbrella of how you serve. So think about your I help statement. And then from there, you are gonna take it down to at least no more than three core pillars in how you serve. And again, this is tied to your gifts, your talents, your message, your mission, and who God uniquely created you to be. And you're gonna know where, you gotta know where your who hangs out because in order for you to go serve them, you gotta know where they are, all right? So consider where does my who hang out and then go hang out with them over there. <laughs> then you're gonna know how to communicate your message. It's really important to learn how to communicate your message and listen, this takes time. I don't want you to overthink this part because there's a whole business in copywriting. Maybe there are some copywriters in here and word, words are important. And someday you might need to hire a copywriter, but I don't want you to overthink it. I want you to just talk and speak write the way you would speak, or if you're doing a video, whatever it is, speak from your heart. Always speak from your heart, and you want to have a catchy hook to draw them in, kind of take them through a journey, and then you want to have a call to action for them to learn more. Whatever that call to action is, it could be jump over into my Facebook group, get on my email list, join my new workshop coming up, check out my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Whatever that is, there needs to be some sort of a call to action that will resonate with the audience that you just communicated with. Now, in sharing your message, you want to make sure that you are resonating and relating. Okay, so think about this. Resonate and relate. At the end of what you share, you want to be like, hey, 
the person I'm trying to speak to, would they at the end of this message, okay, whatever it is, your video, your post, would they say me too? Is it going to create a sense of resonating with your message and relating to your message and to who you are as a person? Because that is the first step on the know, like, and trust ladder. <laughs> the know is where you're having, you're being visible. Okay. You're being visible. You're showing up on a consistent basis. That's the know. People get to know you because they need to see you in order to get to know you. And then the like is the resonate and relate part. So they need to move from know to resonate and relate to like you. And again, speak from the heart and speak with boldness and authority. Listen, you don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to be a few steps or even one step ahead of your who so you can take them from where you were to where you are now. So in that, whatever that is, and hopefully it's, your, it's, it's rooted in your strengths, your uniqueness, your purpose, so that you can speak with boldness and authority, speak boldly and with authority and people, because people are attracted to confidence. And sometimes you have to faith it till you make it. <laughs> so show up in boldness and with confidence. I'm not telling you to be fake. No, no. But I want you to kind of tap into that confidence and realize that God created you for a purpose. God created you on purpose for his purpose. And if you have a hard time tapping into your own confidence and your own abilities, then you tap into your confidence and know that he has given you everything that you need in this very moment to be able to speak to and touch and even minister to, in many cases, the people that he wants to connect with you in this very moment, in this very season. So walk in that kind of confidence and be who God created you to be. God created you to be you for a reason. And it's not just because everybody is a unique, different person. Yes, that is true. But have you ever stopped to think about why God created you to be different than anybody else? Why everybody is so unique? God wants to use your uniqueness to draw in other people specifically to you. Your uniqueness is your superpower, and it is how you are going to attract those in your who, who align with you and your message. So again, as you begin to show up consistently with visibility and authority and build that know and like, you are going to become an expert in whatever you're talking about in your space, even if it's just one or two steps ahead of your who. And that's going to begin to the, the consistency and the value, and we're going to talk about that in a second, begins to build the trust part. So think about it as building a relationship. Now, when, when you're dating, I know nobody really likes dating, right? Maybe some people do, <laughs> but think about it as when you're dating first, you see someone and you know, yeah, maybe you, you're attracted to them physically, but you can't just build a relationship off of that, right? There has to be something more, something more that attracts you to that person. And that's the connecting part. And then you, you slowly test the waters to figure out who this person is like. Is this person somebody that you want to get to know more about? So you slowly start to engage with that person to test the water. Maybe you'll go on a coffee date, but not a full meal. <laughs> You know, maybe you'll talk on the phone for a little while. People do that anymore. <laughs> no, they text, right? 
Oh my goodness. And maybe you hang out in a group and you go on a group outing and you're testing it out. All right. So you're testing the waters to kind of see if this is somebody who you want to invest time into getting to know more. All right. And then you take it from engaged to having conversations to converse. So as you're building relationships with leads, people who either are already in your network or people who come into your network as you are out there getting visible and showing up consistently and you're attracting people in, you want to connect with them wherever you're connecting with them, whatever your strategy is for that. You want to then engage with them, just test the waters, start to engage, you know, see what happens, do it organically. And then you're going to have conversations with them. You're going to take it to conversations. When you're dating someone, you're not going to spill your guts most likely on the very first date. Are you? I hope not. You're testing the words. I'm like, is this a safe person? Is it safe for me to begin to be more vulnerable with this person? And it's just like that with your leads too. They're testing. It's like, is she a safe person? Is she somebody that I can feel safe with? Can I be a little more vulnerable with her? Or is she going to jump all over me the very first moment that I say something that she thinks could help her sell her product or whatever it is or service to me? Think about nurturing those connections because you want to bridge the gap. Think of it like a bridge. You got to get to the other side of the bridge from the no like side to the trust side. Getting from the no like side to the trust side and bridging that gap is where the magic happens. People are not going to buy from you. They are not going to become a client or a customer. They are not going to join your team if you're building a team, etc. until they trust you. You. For example, I was in network marketing for seven years. I am right now with a different company. I'm building another network marketing business, but I started off in direct sales. And with direct sales back in 2014, <laughs> sounds like the dinosaur age, but in the interwebs world, it is. <laughs> Things were a lot different back in 2014. Things were even a lot different back in 2018, but I digress. So we had parties. We didn't call them parties. That's one of the reasons why our team <laughs> succeeded really well. But we would have a hostess so she would come and she would invite her friends and we did online parties our team did and we would you know say hey would you like to host a party you'll see where I'm going in a second and she would invite her friends to come to the party and she would earn rewards she would earn free stuff so that was one of the one-to-many strategies that we used that back then worked really, really well. It still can work. It just doesn't work as well as it used to. So here's the thing. We always knew that your party was only as strong as your hostess. So I could always tell who was going to be a good hostess and who wasn't going to be a good hostess sort of by checking out her Facebook wall. So if her Facebook wall, she didn't have a lot of engagement, it didn't matter how many friends she had, but it mattered how engaged she was with her friends on her wall or if she complained a lot, or maybe she uh, worked for another direct sales company and she was spammy all over her wall with buy this, buy this, buy this posts. I knew that she probably wasn't going to have a great party. <laughs> but likewise, if it was a hostess and she 
was really engaged with her friends. I could tell her friends were commenting. I could tell that she built really great, awesome, solid relationships. I knew that she was probably gonna have a pretty good party. And why? Because when you accept invites to go to someone's event, <laughs> like a party, I'm just using direct sales because I know we've all been invited to an online party. Let's just keep it real, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that per se, if you do it the right way. But <laughs> And most of the time, what do you do? You roll your eyes, you're like, oh, another, another invite to another party. Unless, pay attention here, lean in, this is important unless someone who you really like and admire and respect and trust someone who has invested their time into building a relationship with you and you already have that bond unless someone like that invites you to their party then you usually go even if you don't want to go because you want to support here's the kicker you want to support your friend because you care about your friend and you want to support them. That is the number one reason why people go to someone else's online party. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the product because they might not even know what the products are about. It has to do with their relationship with the person hosting the party. So think about it with your leads. They are not going to care at all <laughs> what you say until they know how much you care. So you have to build that relationship with them. So how do you do that? First of all, you have to follow the 80-20 rule and you need to post, whether it's a video or a post, with purpose. You need to post with purpose. Don't just post salesy stuff. Your posts need to be purposeful. You can sprinkle in some direct posts as long as you're following the rules of the platform, but you really wanna make sure that you're drawing them in with value and then you want to be really smart with creating a way to get them inside of your group. So from whatever social platform you choose to work from to create visibility and authority and then have people be like, hey, I want to get to know more about what she's about because I know and I like her and I'm starting to trust her because she's showing up consistently with awesome value. And then you wanna get them into your group where you're going to nurture those leads to take them from no like over to trust. And you're doing that inside of your group by offering curated exclusive value content. And with that value content, you are going to give them wins. We're going to talk about that in a second. And it's going to get to the point where they're like, man, I'm getting so much value from this. I'm getting lots of wins. And I've gotten so much in here for free that what kicks in when that happens is what is called the law of reciprocity. So you want to use your group. And I don't want you to get discouraged when there is an engagement in your group because most people nowadays are stinking busy. They be stalking. So that's why, and this is a training for another day, it's important for you not just show up on social, but also find an evergreen platform to show up on as well, where your content is bingeable and it lives to see another day and it builds in momentum. And of course you get them over into your group from there too. That way you can have pre-qualified leads. So inside of your group, Whatever value, wherever you're showing up with value, it's the law of reciprocity, which says you've done something for me. I therefore feel more inclined to do something for you. The law of reciprocity. You want to expose your leads to your business with a value first approach. We just touched on that. Then you want to convert those leads by helping them to get small wins and transformations for free. 
All right, and then close is the next step. So prospects become clients or customers when you tie those small wins and transformations into your offer. So having some sort of a workshop or a masterclass or a boot camp or whatever, some sort of value-based event inside of your group is a really great way for you to do this. Or you could just do a weekly like tip Tuesday, transformation Thursday video inside of your group. And you can do this on your podcast or your YouTube channel or your blog or whatever, where you're offering value that gets them some small wins and transformations. And as they get small wins and transformations, you create that law of reciprocity. And you're clearly during this process, you're clearly communicating the promise of your offer and how your offer will help them achieve an even bigger transformation. So you want to be purposeful. Everything that you you are sharing, the value that you're sharing, whether it's your tied to what you sell or not, needs to be connected and purposeful and connected to leading them into, I've got small wins, I really want more. And the more is going to be your offer. So selling is serving and serving is solving. So keep that in mind. Selling is serving and serving is solving. We are in the business of building relationships and then serving those people in those relationships by solving their problems in the unique way that you do with however you serve your clients, your customers. I love this quote by Teddy Roosevelt. It says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. If you come from a place of servant-hearted leadership where you're focused outwardly on how you can serve them instead of inwardly how they can serve you, then you will get and attract people, leads who turn into prospects and you move them along that know, like, and trust. And once they trust you, they're willing to become your loyal raving fans. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Show. Hey, Mama. If you found value in today's show, I'd be truly grateful if you take a few moments to hit that follow or subscribe button and leave an Apple Podcast review. You can even share this podcast with your team because when we work together, we can empower mamas to claim the abundant life they desire and deserve. Come join our Facebook community at Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers. Can't wait to get to know you.